Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? We are on episode 80 of Screwball this week, and we are coming to the end of the season very, very soon here. We have about, what, 12, 15 games left. Uh, by the time this goes up, it'll be even less. So uh, we're really, really hitting crunch time, as we've talked about for the last few weeks here with September. Um, it is really, really do or die now. You're, you're seeing teams get eliminated out of contention, and um, baseball's getting very, very exciting, uh, as is... Football on the other side, you have more sports to start watching. It's getting to that time of year. Uh, but with that, with the excitement of baseball, comes some potential rivalries. And that's what we wanted to talk about today. The main topic of conversation is, are rivalries the same in the MLB as they used to? Uh, are there even any real rivalries anymore? And that's, you know, like I say every week, you know, Frank brings us uh, our topic. And I'll let him kind of lead us off here, but... Um, that's kind of the basic gist is, is, you know, are the rivalries really like they were even in the mid 2000s, mid to late 2000s, I, you know, so let's, let's just pick it up from there. What are you kind of thinking with, with the rivalries? Do you even really, you know, do you even really think that there's such a thing anymore with team rivalries? Uh, I think that, you know, they're there in fan bases for sure, but the players, there's just not much, you know, you could say, oh, it's a rivalry, you know, the Red Sox don't like the Yankees. But in retrospect, that you don't see that. There's no that doesn't show anywhere. Um, and I think that's a problem. You know, I, you don't want to just you know have everybody hating everybody all the time. That's not you know what the plan is there. But you know, you're playing. You're the Yankees. You're playing the Red Sox. I don't want you talking to them before the game. Mm-hmm. I don't want you going out with them after the game. I don't want you talking to them in between games. I don't want you talking to them in the dugout. I don't care if you were teammates with them yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. It's a, it's a big time, you know, big time rivals. You know, we've seen a little bit with the Yankees and Mets, but that was just a, a one-off incident. Uh, the fan bases obviously hate each other, or you know, you know, they, whatever they have their own beef against each other. Uh, both Chicago's and, and stuff like that. But the, the teams just don't have that that fight against each other like you see in other sports where, you know, hockey they'll they'll fight from the puck puck drop just because of rivals. Oh yeah. Football, they know Pittsburgh and the Ravens. You know, that's the refs know what they're getting into. They're gonna get fighting and hard hitting and uh, you know a couple. Of, Maybe a little later, later shots or a fight or a taunting something. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it. Baseball, you just don't quite see it. I mean, I think the closest maybe you get right now is maybe the Padres and Dodgers. They had at the beginning of the year when they were both playing really well. They were kind of hating each other each day, day in, day out. Mm. But for the most part, you don't really see that unless it's a one off incident. You don't see that the, the teams, the franchises, you don't like each other because you're on them franchises. Right. You're buddy, buddy with everybody. I understand if you, you know, with the, the way that teams move and free agency and trades and and uh, prospects coming up with people, and you know him, you know him, you played with him, you grew up with him. I get that, but when you're on a franchise and you got the Cardinals and Reds, I used to fight all the time. Mm. You know, Brandon Phillips and Johnny Molina that year, they fought like four times. You know, the Yankees and the Red Sox fought every day, three, four, five, six times a day. I mean, you got a lot of other – the list just keeps going and going and going and going. Yep. You know, you got the, the, the Chicago series, Dodgers and Giants. It's just there's so many. Yep. 
Cardinals and Cubs. You just don't see it. Not mm-hmm. that you want to see it. You know, I'm not saying you, know, you don't see bench clearing brawls and stuff like that. You just don't see the, you know, almost like the emotion or the, or the show of like, hey, we don't like you. We actually don't like you. Not like, oh, we say, oh, we don't like them. No, it's nonsense. You don't like them, but you're out hanging out with them. No, you don't like them. Like, I don't like you. Yeah. Mm. You know, you don't even see it too much where this player doesn't like this player. And right. And there's a, there's a kind of a beef. CC with Jackie Bradley it was one of the recent ones. CC just never liked him. This is what it is. So every time, you know, but you don't even see that so much. It's mm. just, it, it's a lot of, you know, like everyone's the same teammate. And I, I get that, but it's just, it takes away from the sport. Right. <clears throat> mm. The fans want it. They mm. want to see that rivalry. They want to see that, you know, I don't like you, you don't like me. So let's buzz a tower a couple times or slide in second base a little harder or change a couple words passing by or, you know, maybe there's a, I don't know, a, a bat flip or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It's something where it's like, okay, that's, here we go. Or if someone does hit somebody once, something gets said the second time, here we go. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. we just don't see that quite very much anymore. That's true. Um, I agree. So I think I think we're missing that, um, that excitement part of baseball because, you know, everyone wants to see, we hate you, I hate you. We want to see that rivalry. We want to see, like, this is, this means to, this is <clears throat> means more than just us. Mm. Army, Navy, college football, college, anything. Michigan, Ohio State. Mm. I mean, it means more than just whoever's out in the field. Right. We right. don't. We're losing that in baseball. So yeah. it's you know not that those guys don't like each other. Like they don't actually know each other, like each other. But you don't see it. Mm. You will never see a guy shake his hand before one of those games. You'll never see it after the game. Maybe you know after the series. All right, it's a little bit different. But like you know, hanging out. We used to have a. Was it Dave Price? And we went to the Red Sox. He was hanging out in the Rays clubhouse playing video games with them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. prior to him pitching that day. Like, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Nope. I don't care that you were just on that team for 10 years. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care if that's your mother over there. They're <laughs> on your team. You're on this team. We don't like them. Yeah. AJ Prasinski. Yeah. Thought of, thought of baseball. I hate you when we're playing against you. Mm. But after that, I'll be best friends with you. But when those games start, I hate you. I can't stand you. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, – that, that's definitely uh, – an older baseball mentality, there's still a lot of players that probably feel that way and probably act on that. Um, you'd never want to see people get into fights and people get hurt or anything like that. No. There were some there were some brawls back oh, in the day. Yeah. How McRae and, and, and uh, Greg Nettles. Yeah. They, they, they just hated each other. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they, sl- they just slid to third base and they started fighting. Yeah. There wasn't even no one there. He just slid in there and started swinging. Yeah. Like that was, you know, that's, you know, that's old school, you know, at this point in time, it's off the charts. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean we can't get something, you know, a little dumber down than that. Right, you right. Know, but, but there's something we're missing. You know, you need rivalries. You need someone you hate. You need somebody you want to beat no matter where you're at. Yeah. You're in last, they're in first. I want to beat them no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. We just we just, just don't get that. It's a little too buddy-buddy all the time in baseball. And I think you're just losing that intensity because those series bring out playoff intensity all the time. Yeah. You want to just fight them and beat them. I want to, you know, if you say something to me, you do something to me, we're going to go. Right. Like, like right there. You know, we don't have to, oh, take three hit-by-pitches and three series later and a year later. No, I want that where, you know, that match is about to get lit. Hmm. And it takes a little bit, and it's it, we're, we're going. Yeah. No, there's certainly some rivalries like that still. I think when the Yankees and the Red Sox are both really good, I think you can see that. Yankees and the Rays, I think, are, are, are uh, is a kind of a, an emerging rivalry. Uh, Yank, I mean, excuse me, uh, Giants and Dodgers is certainly a rivalry, as always has been. Um, I think rivalries like that won't go away. No Cardinals, Reds, and and the um, Cubs and White Sox, that whole thing. 
but you know they won't go away i think like you said the fan base is definitely still hate each other you can see especially if you go on social medias where it's kind of free reign to just talk crap about the other team you can certainly see that that, uh, fans don't like other teams but yeah you don't see that intensity on the field like and not in not not that they're not showing intensity, but intensity to want to beat the other team. You know, there's there you see the flair when they, the bat flip in and the yeah. show showboating shit, but it feels more individual than hey, I want my team to beat your yeah. team. You know what I mean? I think we see it more with the Padres and Dodgers is probably your closest where they don't like each other. Yeah, they legitimately do not like each Walk other. Down yeah. the field, they don't like each other. Other than that, you raise Yankees maybe the next one, but there's not, that's not too much of it. No, and it's just it's a shame because you're just missing that that piece of the puzzle where it's like, man, we got to beat these guys. I don't care what it takes, mm. you know? Um, and I think we're just missing a little bit of that. So, uh, I agree. And uh, I wanted to bring that up cause we're in a playoff race mm. playing a lot of these teams, playing division, divisional opponents. Yeah. You're taking a spot, knocking them out. And it, you still don't see quite that Phillies Mets yesterday. Mm. Well, obviously the Phillies got to win. Mets still got to kind of win. They're kind of out of it at this point, but the Phillies got to win. Mm. They're in front of it, but they hate each other. Those franchises. And, and even then you don't see that, if you're in a Mets, it's a bad season and all the struggles you had. You're thinking you get the Phillies coming in. We're beating them. We're not letting them get to the post. And let me tell you something. One word gets said, I'm fighting them. We mm-hmm. had a bad year. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to. I'm throwing hands. But you just, you just don't see that. No. And it's, it's, it's. There's just something missing. Yeah, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, teams just generally, you know, you see players move around a lot. You see a lot of teams have a mesh of players that that someone's friends with or that they're, you know, and they just don't want to get that competitive. I think it's just the world we're in. I think it's a little bit less competitive and, and fiery like it used to be. And I just, again, not that baseball still has its moments. Like you saw in the playoffs last year with the Dodgers and the Padres, you saw with the the Yankees and the Rays with the, I have this whole stable full of guys or whatever Kevin Cash said. Um, you still see intensity, but it just doesn't feel like it's on a consistent basis. It feels like it's an isolated incident. No. And it could be between any two teams. Yeah, it's, you know? just, it's not that like, uh, oh, here, here we go. These guys are playing against each other. Let's, yeah, something, something might happen here. It's, it's like you said with football, with the Ravens and the Steelers, the team, teams like that. That's, walking in the door is fighting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they do. Michigan mm-hmm. and Ohio State in every sport. Walking in the door, you're like, here we go. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, you know, they're going to hit each other extra hard. They're yeah. going to, you know, might get a late hit here or there. I'm not saying that's, you know, the right thing, but you just, you know. You want to see that, like, boy, they, they hate each other. And they, mm. they even know they weren't part of the rivalry for 150 years. But they still hate each other because they know how much it means. And right. the fan bases don't like each other. So that's kind of where we're at with baseball. And I just wanted to bring that up because you just have – it's been years. since You, really you haven't seen – the Yankees-Red Sox, you haven't really seen much fighting. I know. Or, or, or really back and forth. It's like Judge is and, 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 and Bogart's are best friends. I don't want to see that. Mm. I don't like that freaking guy. Yeah. I didn't like Pedroia. I didn't like Ortiz. I don't want him ever talking to you. I don't care if he was giving you a million dollars or he's he's your dad. No. Get the hell over there. Mm-hmm. And and when the series is over, you know, maybe we'll hang out. You know, that's fine. The series is over for now. But no, not in between games, none of that. Get get the hell out of here. If yeah. I was coaching or owning one of those teams, no, no, no. Get the hell out. I, I, you'd be fined. Mm-hmm. That guy comes over and talks to you, and you got to say something to him, like your buddy, buddy, wait up, get you done. Get, here's this ten thousand dollars. Give it back to me because you're not. That's no, we're not dealing with that. Yeah, no. yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, it, it goes a little far. I don't mind being a little bit more, showing more sportsmanship. We don't have to go all the way back to. Uh, some old school baseball, but no, we don't go um, to Bob Gibson where he's punching you just for saying hi to him. No, yeah, yeah. but you know the playing video games, 
yeah, the it's... day of the game. You're pitching against that team in a, in a division game. No, 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 mm. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's just it, it goes like I said. It just goes a little far. There's certainly still rivalries in baseball, and there's certainly still fan rivalries. But on a on a consistent basis, I just don't. It's definitely not what it was for sure. No. I, I don't. I don't think it is. But yeah, it's a it's a missing piece. Baseball needs to figure out. Mm. We need to somehow get these rivalries back a little bit because it's just a missing. That definitely brings people in the doors and brings viewers in when you got someone where you're like, boy, this this can go off the rails. Yeah, I got um, I got to tune in to see what happens. Yeah, well, there's know. just not going to be no talking friendly. There's not a smile going around. This is you know on edge. Mm. Every pitch from the first pitch to the last pitch is walk off World Series intensity. Yep, and that's that's again it's what drives viewers. So and we've seen that after the Mets, Yankees, the last two innings of that game when things started getting. That's how all rivalry games used to be all the time mm-hmm. and we're missing that mm-hmm. people just talking crap all the time to each other so we'll see you know if if rivalries can start to can reflare and with the postseason coming if you see some divisional games you'll certainly still see it because the playoffs will bring that intensity out just as a as a competitor whoever you're playing but if you if you're already familiar with the team it'll bring it out even more so you know if the dodgers and the giants end up facing each other or if the red Sox and the blue jays play the wild card game like they're supposed to you know so th- there's you know, there's potential there. It's just, uh, it's just not what it used to be. Even, even if you go back, what, 15 years ago or so, and you look at the Red Sox Yankees. I mean, Red Sox Yankees is an infamous rivalry. Don't get me wrong. It's kind of it's above just, all of them, but it's just not like how it was. Yeah, I and mean, a lot of those players are, are, have been there for a while now. Not like for a while, Red Sox kind of had some interchangeable guys. The Yankees were kind of interchanging some guys. Mm-hmm. For this point now, there's there's five, six, seven, eight guys on that team, both teams that are just they've been there. No, okay, you're embedded into this rival. Like, let's go. Let's see a little something. You know, the Yankees haven't seen nothing with the Red Sox since what, Tyler Austin? Yeah, Tyler Austin and Joe Kelly. That's 10 years ago, whatever that was, five, six years ago at this point. Like, I want to see just, like, we don't like you all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a little bit for you to, you know, slide in a second a little late or something, and here we go. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, it's weird, but, you know, you definitely still see it if you go on, uh, you know, if you go on, like, Twitter or Facebook or something, you still see it. fan base is, yeah. They, they want it. Yeah. Players, I feel like they want it too, but they just, I don't know. I don't know if they're not, I, I don't know. They're just in a weird spot. They just, you gotta, I, 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 I wouldn't like anybody if I'm playing against them. Mm-hmm. That's just how I, 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 like, no, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Game's over, all that, whatever, but when we're playing against you, no, no, no get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. I want to beat you. You're, yeah. the, you're the competitor. Yeah. You know, you're trying to beat me just as so much as I want to beat you, so whatever. But yeah, so, you know, rivalries in baseball. What's going to happen? Uh, let's move on to the news segment of the show. Uh, this week, number one, we have number, excuse me, number one, Terry Francona reti- uh, returning. Uh, back in late July, Terry Francona stepped away from the Indians due to cited health issues, particularly related to recent surgeries, I believe on his toe and, and some other uh, minor surgeries. Uh, it seems that Francona plans to return to helm the Cleveland Guardians in 2022, not the Cleveland Indians anymore. Uh, according to the president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti. So good to have Terry Francona coming back to the game. I know uh, people are kind of wondering where he's going to go. What's he going to do? Is the health stuff going to play in a lot? So it sounds like he's coming back. Um, I don't know you know, how good the Indians are going to be comparatively to the White Sox or the Guardians. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's good to have a guy like that back in the game because Francona at this point is a vet and he's uh, one of the better managers you'll get baseball so, warrior yeah for sure so yeah good for him uh number two eddie rosario hits for the cycle 
On Sunday, Braves' Eddie Rosario hit for the fourth cycle of the year on only five pitches. He hit an 0-1 count double, then a first pitch triple, home run, and a single to clinch it. He's the first player since 1990 to hit for the cycle in five pitches or less. Obviously, you can only hit for the cycle in four pitches. Who hit it in 1990? I don't know. Do you have a guess? Barry Larkin? I don't know. <laughs> 1990? Free swinger? I don't even know who it could be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually surprised. I thought it would be something like from the dead ball era, like Cap Anson or something doing it. But, um, but yeah, Eddie Rosario, fourth cycle of the year. I believe it's the Braves' second or third cycle because Freddie Freeman had one. I so. think it's the Braves' ninth franchise cycle, I believe, or eighth franchise. Oh, okay. For a cycle, so. I believe. Yeah, so he's an elite elite company with that Eddie Rosario. So good for him, and the Braves definitely need it. They ended up winning that game, which they you know they need to keep ahead of the um, the Phillies, I mean. Got the Pirates, Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, they got them beat, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they're out of it. But, yeah, congrats to him. Uh, number three, are the Padres going to make the playoffs? Uh, as it sits right now, the San Diego Padres – are three and a half games out of the wild card with 12 games remaining. The 12 games are against the Giants, Dodgers, and Braves to make matters worse. They now join the New York Yankees as a potentially big playoff surprise in 2021. So, as long as with the Mets as well, I think the Mets are, I mean, if they had a good year and missed the playoffs by a little bit, you know, it is what it is, but I think the Mets have been a major letdown too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think they're hovering around 500. I think those three teams you can kind of group into the same uh, kind of. Yeah, and and really, if the Phillies overcome the Braves, the Braves could join that Braves list too. Braves had a decent season at, at the end, you know. I mean, I should say the Yankees had a decent record too. I mean, the Padres and Mets their records aren't very good. No, they're hovering. You know, they're hovering. That's yeah. it. You know, look it, at the Padres. Padres and Machado and Tatis. Uh, Padres around their organization not not really happy with Tatis right now because mm-hmm. of some of the stuff he's doing. Machado let him know. You know, it's it's more than just you, bud. Yeah, I, this team who were trying to chase down a playoff spot and you're getting thrown out of games, you got to be smart out there. Um, Machado let him have it, and Machado was in the right there. Mm-hmm. I know people get on Machado, maybe he's not a leader. Machado's the leader of that team. He was dead set in the right, right there. Mm-hmm. Put Tatis, let him know what you know what's got to happen. And the Padres organization as a whole, uh, I heard, is is a little uh, um, not too happy with Tatis as well uh, with some of the stuff. Um, so uh, that's something to look for because that's the guy that's got the what, fourth biggest contract in all of baseball. And signed for 490 years as a 22 year old or whatever, and cover an MLB the show, and the guys love him, and Sports Center and MLB Network, they love him, they want to talk him up. You know, Tatis picks up ball, it's you know it's the biggest news. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now he's going to have his own organization and his own you know leaders on his team kind of giving him the hey and, and an emotional, not like a you know a little bit, and you kind of see it's like oh okay all right all right you know we heard about it like this was out in the open, mm-hmm. very loud and. Disgruntled. I mean, that was, you know, I think that was something, hey, make a point. Almost Papabon esque, but Harper yeah. years ago, where he he wanted to make it a point that everyone seen what he was going to do. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, uh, I don't, I'm not a big Machado guy, but he was absolutely, uh, I'm glad he did that because, you know, Ted, he's young. Um, he's being thrown the superstardom and the super money at him. Machado's um, been young. Yeah, oh, Machado yeah. Machado throwing the bat, Donaldson, he, he's been through his his fair share of lows. Oh yeah. But he knows how it is. And he, I think he's overcome that. We really don't see that out of Machado anymore. No, he, you know, he still has the attitude, but it, it doesn't come out like he used to, you know, there's growing pains, you know, you're, you're a 22 year old kid. And all of a sudden millions. you're the biggest, you're the biggest star in the world in baseball. Um, of course you're going to be a little bit of a think who the hell you are. You know, I like Tatis. Um, but you know, when you put yourself over your team, that's, there's going to be a problem no matter who you are. So, 
Um, I do agree with Machado there, but the Padres overall are just kind of in a weird spot. And when you have the Dodgers, you knew the Dodgers were going to be good, so you had to keep up with them. The Giants came out, you know, came out of nowhere. So in a normal kind of sense, you, you thought you'd be in an all right spot, but then all of a sudden the Giants come out of nowhere and really make you the third, you know, the third yeah. place team. And and, uh, and I think that's what you see with that Machado and stuff and how the Padres was like the the frustration boiling over. Yeah. I don't I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, especially no. the way the Cardinals are playing. They just seem on their really? heels. Yeah, so. Bryce Harper's, I guess you can call them. Don't get me wrong. I like the Padres, and I think they're a young, exciting team, and I would like to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, probably about them just about some of the most talent of all baseball. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of it has gone uh, a little bit uh, strange this year with uh, Snell and Darvish and injuries and this and that. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, I, again, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but uh, – I would like to see them in the playoffs because they always add a little bit of a spark to it, especially with this particular team. So we'll see. You know, you can never say never, but they got a tough road ahead of them sure. with the, the three three playoff teams sure. they got to play. So yeah, um, so, so we'll see. Yeah, and, and to go into, you know, some news I have here, uh, you know, stick with the playoff race. We have, uh, you know, Boston is one game up on Toronto for the number one wild card spot while Toronto's holding uh, two and a half on, or I should say one and a half on the Yankees. Two on Oakland, four on Seattle. Uh, that's where wild card AL wild card race is. The NL wild card race. The Cardinals are up three games, three games on Cincinnati, three and a half on Philly, three and a half on San Diego. For the divisions, we have the Giants are holding one game on the Dodgers in the NL West, and Atlanta's holding two on Philly in the NL East. So those are some of the playoff races we're looking at here, coming down to the last ten to sixteen games, whoever in that span. So obviously exciting baseball coming. Yeah. Um, some other news we got here. Uh, you mentioned Rosario for the cycle, uh, Shane Baz for the Rays, the number one prospect, and I think number 20 prospect in all of baseball, is making his debut tonight on Monday. Um, so that's exciting for kind of everybody around baseball. We have Anthony Ghost making a comeback as a pitcher. We already know that. But nope. he's actually got called up by the Cleveland Indians to pitch. So a full comeback, the Rick Ankeel story. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so that's good for him. That's a pretty cool story. And um, last bit, we have T.J. Friedel, or Friedel, for the mm. Reds. Hit his first hit and home run to the crowd. Uh, the two, you know, 20, 30-year-old guys who caught the ball, got Mookie Betts' attention in the right field and chucked the ball. And they said, that's the ball, that's the ball, that's the ball, uh, which is pretty cool. They didn't have the guys come out. I mean, not, not that it's wrong to have the, the crew or the man, you know, uh equipment managers and stuff to come out and get you and get your ball signed and stuff like that. Not yeah. that that's anything wrong, but they, hey, 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 Mookie, 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 threw the ball to him. He got it. He realized, oh, this is the ball. Threw it in. Turn around, you know, wave to him. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, pretty cool. Story kept evolving, evolving on, on Twitter. Mookie, after the inning, goes in. Next inning, he comes out. He brings a bat out. Mookie Betts had a bat. They signed it. Um, Mookie Betts gave it to the guy, you know, as his own thank you. Um, so it was a pretty cool story because it was kind of evolving. I seen on Twitter as it was kind of happening. Mm. And I was like, well, all right, that's pretty cool. And then this next piece, pretty, oh, that's pretty cool. And then they came out with the bat. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it was a pretty cool thing that we don't really see too much, but it was just everyone knows the importance of your first hit and your first home run and your first game and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool to see yeah. all the way around. And a, and a superstar like Mookie Betts to um, kind of step up and take charge there and give the guy his ball and get the fans something too. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool exchange and and shows that uh, you know Mookie Betts is uh, is one of the most well liked guys around baseball and stuff like that always helps his uh, you know helps to fuel that. So yeah, it was a cool story. 
Um, number four, the wrap-up of the news. Who's doing the best right now? The Giants still own the best record in the league at 97-53, and 53, with the Dodgers still right behind them in the NL at 96-54. and 54. Uh, The Rays still own the best record in the AL at 92-58, and 58, while the Astros hold the second-best record at 88-61. and 61. The Dodgers still own the best run differential at plus 249, while the Orioles still own the worst at minus 276. So I literally don't think anything changed on that list. Um, you know, just a little bit of, uh, I guess, ground made up. The Astros are a little bit closer in the top uh, AL spot. Um, at this point, I don't think you're going to catch the, Ra- the Rays with the time you have left, but you never know. That could uh, that could help out the Astros end up playing the wild card team, whoever that may be. Sure. So, you know. Still evolving. Yeah. Yeah, some teams here that I got that are a bit hot and cold. Some hot teams. you got the Red Sox, Blue Jays, Tigers, A's, Astros, Cardinals, and Dodgers. Uh, been pretty hot. Cardinals eight in a row against Cincinnati and the Padres, so that's red hot. Um, some cold teams, Orioles, Twins, Angels, Mets, Nationals, Reds, and Padres. Again, Cardinals on the hot, hot list because they just won eight in a row against the Reds and Padres, which would put the Reds and Padres on the cold list here. So they kind of yeah. go hand in hand. But um, those are some teams there that I got are hot and cold, and a lot of those teams are big-name teams in, in the playoff hunts. Yeah, Cardinals coming on strong here at the end. Exactly what um, they do. And they're going to make the playoffs. They'll sneak in. They'll have Wainwright. Uh, they'll beat the guy in the first wildcard game. Flaherty come back. There they go to the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Seen it before. Yeah. they uh, they free is home run. Here we go. Yeah, they tend to do this you know, stuff like this. You know, 06, mm-hmm. they were not good, and they went all the way to World Series and won the World Series. So, I mean, it, they always find a way. Yeah. There's always something with them. never count the Cardinals. I never do. Yeah. I had told somebody a month and a half ago, I said, Cardinals be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. Three games under 500. I'm like, they'll be all right. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, Cardinals are, are looking at a playoff spot while the Padres are, uh, you know, on the outside looking in, and the Reds are on the outside looking in, a team that looks pretty strong all year. So the wild card races are uh, are really the things to watch right now, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the who's hot and who's not segment of the show, the hot and cold players. The two hot players I have first are the players of the week. So number one, Jose Ramirez was the AL player of the week, batted 500 with a 900 slugging and a 1460 OPS over the last week. The NL player of the week was Tyler O'Neill. Makes sense. <laughs> with the Cardinals, uh, batted 368 over the last week with an 895 slugging and a 1349 OPS. Uh, number three, Adam Frazier, batted 478 over the last week with a 522 slugging and a 1042 OPS. Uh, next is Eddie Rosario, batted 471 over the last week with a 1000 slugging and a 1526 OPS. Number five, Juan Soto, batted 471 over the last week with a 706 slugging and a 1271 OPS. And finally, Bryce Harper batted 450 over last week with a 900 slugging and 1471 OPS. Harper's just been on a tear all year, it seems like, and uh, definitely giving the Phillies their best shot at the uh, at the playoffs here. Sure, sure. Uh, some other guys here I got in the hot list. Elvis Andrews been playing well. Josh Bell has been playing really well ever since really April, but uh, of late, I think over his last like, 20, 30 games, he's batting over 300. And uh, Freddie Galvis, another one that's been hitting the ball pretty well over the last seven, seven to ten days. Mm-hmm. Um, some pitchers that have been doing good. Willie Peralta pitching well. Max Fried, you Darvish, Robert Ray is, I think, your AL Cy Young front runner at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael Fulmer, a couple innings last week and a couple saves for the Tigers as a as a closer there. Pretty good. Um, so some pitchers are doing well too. Yeah, good for them. Uh, let's move on to the not the cold players of the week. I have two players here that were ice ice cold. Uh, Abraham Toro 
batted uh, zero over the last week with a zero slugging and a .050 OPS over his last 19. Good. Number two, Max Kepler, also zero average, zero slugging, but a 158 OPS. He was over 16. Not good. No. Uh, number three, you have Trent Grisham, that 059 over the last week with an 059 slugging and a 241 OPS. Number four, Luis uh, Lewis Brinson, batted 095 over the last week with a 143 slugging and a 279 OPS. And finally, number five, Jonathan Scope, an 095 average with an 095 slugging and a 335 OPS over the last week. So again, Two guys very, very ice cold, but all these guys under 100 average, so you never like to see that out of a player. So, no. not great. No, not at all. Um, some other players who have been uh, pretty cold here recently, George Springer, <clears throat> Robbie Grossman, and Cardi Keeboom, who has not been able to hit the ball ever in the yeah. majors after being, I think, a top-five prospect in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. He was. Um, so, that's kind of... Kind of surprising, at least a little bit. Um, but there's some other guys who have been not hitting the ball well. Some pitchers who have been struggling. Wade Miley um, kind of knocked himself out of the NL Cy Young race over the last three or four starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Greinke got beat up. Garrett Cole knocked himself out of the AL Cy Young race, I think, or at least knocked him down up a peg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Gorbin, terrible all year. And Kyle Hendricks has been just uh, these couple of good starts, a couple of real bad starts. Right now he's in one of those couple of real bad starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a 12-year right over the last seven to ten days. Yeah. Um, so those are some guys not doing so well. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know. They probably didn't win with, you know, if he has a bad start, Kyle Hendricks and the Cubs really don't usually do well. But the Cubs offense has been ridiculous lately, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, a couple of young guys, uh, Frank Swindell, I think his name is. Yeah, and, and Patrick and, uh, Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom broke the record for the Cubs. And they're playing some teams they expect to beat, and Pirates and, you know, teams like that, which you know, there's nothing wrong with that. you got to beat them. But mm. Marlins and so, um, yeah, they've been, you know, at least – Somewhat more competitive than than they expected, but when they lose, they lose by a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they win, when they win, they score eight, eight, nine runs, and they give up like four. Yeah, it's just a little surprising. I was just kind of I don't know why I was just keeping an eye on them, and they just seem to be just hitting some days, just hit the cover off the ball. It's just yeah, a, I don't know, blowing out in Chicago. Yeah, that could be, so. sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, to get into our next segment here is uh, some injuries, and that is on the shorter side, or probably the shortest list we've ever had here. Uh, which Good. is great. Um, we have Ryu placed on the IL with more, I think it was like neck stiffness or back stiffness, nothing real major. Um, we have uh, Gregory Soto shut down for the year for the Tigers. Obviously, they're only two weeks out from the season being over, mm-hmm. but uh, really a big name for the Tigers. Pitched really well for them. Uh, Jacob Odorizzi placed on the IL for the Astros. Jesse Winker on the IL for the Reds. Uh, Ballinger was day-to-day with a rib injury. Uh, I believe he fractured his rib. He's going to play through it, but he is day-to-day right now. Probably... He's probably been the worst position player in baseball this year. Hmm. For an MVP type player to be batting 140, if that is, is yeah. So uh, they decided to move on after this year. I heard already stories about that with their guys for free agency. So that's mm-hmm. something to take note of. Yeah. Uh, Jake McGee plays in the IO with the Giants. Obviously, a big loss for them. And Arietta, again, hurt for the Padres. The little bit of hope they thought maybe they signed him and he could find something has been just awful. Probably, probably just actually hurt them picking him up. Because he's yeah. hurt and terrible at times he's pitched. Yeah, you're right. So that's all the injuries, the newer injuries. Uh, on the good side of things, for the most part, Wanda Franco's progressing. Chris Sale was on the cover list, came back one on f- this past Friday. Uh, Joey Gallo missed a game or two with neck stiffness. He is back in the lineup. Mike Trout shut down for the year. Joe Adele shut down for the year. Uh, Chris Bassett, after hitting, getting hit in the face, will expect to be back this week. So it could be a little boost for the A's down the stretch run here. And Johnny Cueto uh, progressing. 
hopefully he can be back here in the beginning of the playoffs for the Giants, if not right before the playoffs. Cool. Cool, cool. That's it's always good to have time. a yeah, good to have a short uh injured list for sure, especially when we're getting close to the playoffs. You don't want to all of a sudden lose a guy on something that would in the middle of a season be fine, but all of a sudden now you only have a month or two of baseball left. You don't want to, you especially know, especially your pitcher because then you get rebuilt up. The minors pretty much over too, so you got no minor leagues. So yeah, it's a tough spot to get hurt here. Um, sure. But, uh, the list has been short, and I think people know that the playoffs are coming around, so I got to be healthy. Even yeah. if I'm hurt a little. Yeah, even if it's the dog days and I'm really feeling like I got beat up, I'm, yeah. I've played 150 games or whatever, you know? Yeah. About to get to our last part, and that's the best part, I think, of the show, right? Anyone says? Um, yep. That's the trivia question. So this week's trivia question is, which team had the worst record to make the playoffs in a conventional, no-strike, shortened, or just short season? So COVID season doesn't count. Uh, the strike 94, or the strike in... 04, then now the World Series or something like that, 1904. Um, and I believe it was 91 or 89 or one of those years they had mm. the middle of the season, they had shortened season as well. Uh, so in a conventional, non-strike, non-shortened season, who had the worst record to make the MLB playoffs? It's a little tough, especially if you can name the year. Sure, sure. And the answer is the 2005 Padres won the NL West with an 82 and 80 record. And they were swept in the NLDS, as expected. Sure. I believe the sec- no other team in that division had over 76 wins at the time. Christ. There were some other teams that had worse winning percentages because of strike short seasons or whatnot. There was one year, I believe 94, they said that the NL- AL West, there wasn't a team that was within 10 games. Or they were 10 games on the 500 was the best team in the AL West, I think. Oh, my God. 94 strike, and, you know, sh- uh, strike season. Jesus. Um, so there were some teams, you know, the Mets were close in the 70s, and uh, the Cardinals, who we mentioned earlier, I believe they were only three or four games over 500. They made the playoffs in 06. They won the World Series. Yep. Of course, you had Albert Pujols and Edmonds and guys who were just monsters. But sometimes a team like that could sneak their way in and then go nuts. But, uh, yeah, so trivia question. Which team had the worst record to make the playoffs in a conventional non-strike or non-shortened season? The 2005 Padres won the NL West in, with an 82-80 and 80 record, but then it were swept immediately in the NLDS. No, well, no surprise there, getting swept. You know, I didn't really guess it at first. It took uh, quite a bit of guesses, and there's still only 30 teams you could guess. So, you know, you're eventually going to get it. But yeah, if you unless you're a Padres fan, which would make sense, you would know that. But or if you're just a super uber you know, baseball trivia guy or something like that, you know. I that. remember them making the playoffs, but not a great team. I just you know I didn't know they were the record at the time. Yeah, one mm-hmm. division I didn't really recognize that either. Take a wild card, okay, maybe they sneak in. But um, yeah, they they won a division there. Makes sense. The division was weak. The Rockies weren't quite there yet because in 07, the Rockies went nuts. Mm. Uh, Dodgers were always really fuddling around ever since really, what, the 90s? Yeah. At point, late 90s to yeah. all the way to, like, the 10s. Like 2010, 2011, yeah, when really Kershaw came on. Around. Yeah. Um, Giants were just coming off of their highs. They were, you know, JT Snow and the fellas were kind of going away from the team. Mm. Uh, Barry Bonds getting older and steroids and, you know, stuff like that. Um, Diamondbacks, obviously, I think Randy Johnson was gone at this point, and you're kind of losing. Kurt Schilling was gone, so you're losing your guys there. Um, so it makes sense that the division was kind of weak. Um, it makes sense they probably only made the playoffs because they were playing their division. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, that team had, I believe, Brian Giles on it, who was a really solid player, and that Jake Peavy, who was just great. Other than that, you know, I don't even know if Heath Bell was there. I mean, you really didn't have much of that team. No, not much to get really behind. But you know. that's a franchise who deserves a playoff runner. You know, at least make the playoffs every once in a while mm. at that time. So it was pretty, 
Pretty I guess cool. he had, I don't know if you said it, I guess he had Trevor Hoffman, right? I don't know if he was with Milwaukee at that time. Yeah, I don't know. I forget where or, he was yeah, in 05. Know, 90 years old, but, um, <laughs> but they just weren't very good. Mm-hmm, no. But they made the playoffs, so that was good for their fan base. Sure. Yeah, it's a, definitely a, a little bit tougher one. Um, like I said, I mean, I guess if you if you guess enough times, you can eventually fall into it like I did. But, uh, you know, it, I, f- I would have thought it would be a wild card team. Your first thought, my first instinct was to just think of a wild card team that went to the playoffs. But, you know, being a division winner with 82 wins, you know, there's some divisions in there's baseball. Storage franchise. Yeah. Storage franchise in that division. The mm-hmm. Giants and Dodgers. That's, there's two storage franchises. Mm-hmm. You'd think oh, one of them is always kind of be at least, you know, 86, 87 wins, you think. Right. Rather than, you know. Than 82. Even if it's only a couple of games better, but it just looks better. Oh, all right, they have these. Yeah, here. yeah. If they if they made the playoffs, then you were at or below five hundred. So you know yeah. that's not just not a good year by no. any stretch. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a good one. The Padres. Um, I don't know if they're looking at that kind of record at this point. They might be pretty much, but they ain't making the playoffs with it. No, not with the Dodgers and Giants right above them. It's the two best teams in the NL. You know, sometimes it works out that way where you just get kind of the shit end of the stick. Look at the NL East is not really super competitive. Could have been re- really could have been up for anyone's, you know, for grabs for anyone if they just had a good year, a well, really yeah, good year. That's why they want to expand playoffs. They added the wild card teams so that the teams, the good teams, make the playoffs, and you know, a couple bad teams make it. That's okay. Or a couple okay teams, I should say. But at least the good teams make it. So sure. That was kind of their whole plan back in the day, and still now to this day. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. But we go down that road all the time too. You know, do you do you do it? Do you not do it? But that's kind of the idea behind it. Is these these ideas right here mm. bad teams making it or okay teams making it and good teams not making it yeah I mean you gotta think uh, the team with the worst record would this year would maybe come out of the second NL wild card or maybe the second AL wild card maybe the NL East I don't it's know where the Braves what, are at 88 wins yeah they'll probably get you 86 yeah. wins 87 wins and that's not a bad year 90 no. wins is a good season yeah now it is some years though yeah yeah you get hot for the playoffs anything can happen imagine if the White Sox are just not in that division and yeah. we win a division with, what, three games under 500? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so anything can happen. So. Yeah. But uh, that's all I got for this week. And we're really, really, this is really crunch time now. I think, like I said, by the time this goes up, maybe under 10 games for the year, which sucks because I don't want baseball to go away. But, you know, it now brings the best baseball out. This is like starting, you know, September and on oh, to yeah. the end of the year, you have your best baseball. So. Oh, yeah. This is where, you know, everyone remembers the big games and the big moments. Uh, the Brett Phillips flying around the outfield. Uh, the Rockies, 07, winning about 40 games in a row to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What the Cardinals are trying to do right now. It's just been, this is when, you know, the cool stuff happens, I guess you could say. You know. Sure. But, uh, you know, I mean, how many, I mean, the David Freeze home runs, the Mark Sarah home runs, the Luis Gonzalez bloop hit. Uh like a rent to all his hits. He's done it like every year in the playoffs for six different teams. It's just when all the cool stuff happens. Even outside of the playoffs, you have, you know, you have Evan Longoria hitting the home run against the Yankees to go to the playoffs. You have Matt Holiday not touching the plate, right? You have the Rockies. You have uh, the Twins winning game 163 to go, you know, in 09, I think it was. Like Dent, you want to go 100 years back. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's, this is the time of the year where you could really, uh, and the way the wild card's looking, you, you might, you, you're probably going to see games like that. There's pre, pre playoff, playoff games, okay. you know, so. Good luck to the teams. By the time we come back, we'll be looking at the last week of baseball, and uh, we'll have division uh, divisions locked up. So some teams will be on cruise control to the end of the year, but the wild card teams, it's looking like are going to fight right to the very end. Sure. And sometimes those are the worst. The teams you don't want to 
face, oh, no. you know? No, especially if you're, yeah, you're a team like the White Sox who've kind of been an easy ride all year, and then you get a team that's, you know, you know, scratching for all all month, two months to get into the playoffs. Now they're just, they're like, okay, this is not new for us. And now all of a sudden you got to try switching, you know, hitting a switch. Sometimes it doesn't happen for you. Yeah. But they got Tony La Russa and a bunch of real good guys. So I think they'll be okay. Yeah. I'm not too worried about. And you get a five game series too. And it doesn't give you too much time to kind of figure it out. Seven game series. Like, ah, all right, we got a game or two. Five game series. You lose one game. Uh, well, you lose two games. You're about done. Yeah. 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 That's it. Then you got to win three in a row, which is not the easiest thing, especially against a playoff team. So, yeah. so we'll see what happens. We'll, you know, we'll do uh one more episode for the regular season and then we'll start, you know, probably do our playoff predictions and, uh, and then that'll bring us to the end of the year and then we'll compare Rockets. what we had at the beginning of the season to what we had at the end. It's just probably not close. No, um, it might get one award, right? Yeah. I, uh, I didn't get, uh, I definitely didn't get the AL MVP. I think I picked Trout that went right out the window, even though he was playing good at the beginning of the season. I would have had a Cy Young, but Glass now blew his arm out. I had that. Yeah. Was, he was winning Cy Young. It was pretty easy. Yeah, and thanks to the thanks to the Yankees being in the division they're in, and uh, the Giants going insane in the West, and uh, the Brewers in the Central. I my parlay's not looking good. No, mine's out the window. Yeah. I had Matt Olson leading the league in home runs. I mean, he put up a good fight. 36, yeah. 37 home runs right now. But. Well, when you got Salvador Perez breaking the catcher record and you got Otani going nuts and Vladimir Guerrero at t- the age of 22. Marcus Simeon over 40 home runs. I mean, yeah. you know, man, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are the guys that we expect to, you don't expect them to, you know, yeah. all of a sudden he's going nuts. But Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, it's hard to predict baseball. It really oh is. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the hardest. But uh, other than that, no, not really much. Um, else to add, we're, you know, we're coming to the dog days, obviously, or, or the end, um, you know, just take a good look at Albert Pujols in his last couple games here, for, possibly. So mm-hmm. just get a good look at him if he's on TV and he's playing. Just, you know, you never know. He might be it for him. Um, so just get a good look at him. And uh, other than that, football's been chaotic so far, too. Uh, the Raiders <laughs> 2-0, uh, beat Pittsburgh, and uh, looking uh, looking pretty good. Yeah. So you got good stuff to look forward to for the baseball and football. Yeah, and Mike's, Mike's Giants are playing today, all right. You know they're just they're terrible, losing every game how you expect them to, blowing the game, off sides, all that crap. So Giants are midseason form. Sure. Uh, Raiders are playing well. That we don't see that much. So all is hey. not, you know, all is crazy in the world. Yeah, especially baseball too. The season makes no sense in a lot of ways. So I think football is going to have a season like that too. Yeah, I don't know what's in the water or what what happened with COVID. Teams just started going nuts that didn't expect to. Go nuts. Like, look at the Giants. And the Mariners are even out on the outside of a sure wild card. Close, right? Yeah. I, they so, had injuries, too. It looks like they're perfectly healthy. Kyle Lewis. I mean, there's your superstar, Jared. Kyle Kellenick. Lewis, James Paxton, and Ken Giles all right out the window. And Kellenick, it was really terrible till now. Yeah. So, uh, the weird season. Weird year. But I like it. It keeps you on your toes as a fan. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of all I got. So, if that's it, too, then we'll just wrap this up. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubsen. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.